You are tuning into the True North Church Podcast. Our prayer is that you would be inspired and encouraged by today's message. For more information about True North Church, please visit us online at truenorthak.org. We're talking about successful communication. Um, I heard a joke once, and I preface it that it's a joke so you laugh even if it's not funny, okay? Um, this uh, woman went to the lawyer because she wants to get a divorce. She's frustrated. And the lawyer says, well, do you have grounds for divorce? She goes, grounds? No, we live in a rental home. Well, does he beat you up? Oh, no, he sleeps in every day. He's lazy. I'm up way before. I beat him up every day when I, I'm, I, I'm way up. Well, no, uh, uh, he says, do you have a grudge? It sounds like you have a grudge. Oh, no, we have a carport. He, and he says, well, what seems to be the problem? And she goes, we can't communicate. <laughs> Communication. I, I want to read a verse. We're going to dive into this topic of conversation. And, and in a half hour, I'm going to fix all of your problems. Um, they're going to call me Dr. Z at the end of, no, Jeff Joe. You know, uh, honestly, uh, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna talk about, give you some handlebars on this idea of topic of conversation on communication. But if you're here and, and it's something you wrestle with, we have a couple life groups, not too late to start, uh, on marriage that are out there. And, and I would encourage you to take a look at those. Um, in, in Proverbs, it says this, death and life are in the power of the what? The tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Notice the very next verse. I don't know how, but I think the author of Proverbs, Solomon, knew that the power of the tongue and the very next verse should go right next to each other, okay? Have you ever noticed? I mean, we've off, we often quote, the power of life is in the tongue, but we don't. The very next verse says this. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. I think the author knew that when you find a wife, it's a good thing. Uh, uh, but in a marriage conversation, in the marriage context, communication is very important. Right, Heidi? See, she just, on cue, she said yes. If you're not aware of it, she's my BMW, my beautiful Mexican wife. And, uh, you know, we worship the Shekinah glory. I, I love my Chicana glory right here, okay? Um, but... Uh, Men uh, married 27 years, and life is in the power of the tongue. And the words we communicate or what we don't communicate, that we should communicate with our tongue. Um, it's interesting, uh, again, how these two verses go together. Do you know 86% of those who get divorced uh, say communication is one of the key reasons? Or the, the inability to communicate. And so communication is important. And I, I want to start our co conversation today on, on, on why we communicate, the basics. And then I want to look at some, uh, some practices for communication. But number one, why we communicate? Basic information. This is important. You know, dinner's ready. Kids are playing outside. Kids are on the roof again. My wife and I, true story, we're living in Vegas. And, and uh, at that time, I think our oldest was five and our youngest was two. And um, all of a sudden, I'm, down, I'm, I'm downstairs, and I hear some pitter-patter on the tile roof in Vegas. And I'm thinking, like, what's on our roof? Who would be on our roof? And I go outside, and I look up, and it's my five-year-old. And she's trying to pull her two-year-old sister onto the roof. Basic communication. Ah! Hi, get, go get the kids. They're your kids. 
partnership, we also, we, well, we communicate because if you're married, there's a partnership there. You partner with your finances. I mean, lately, um, we have some adult children that are out of our house, and we have, I have a, we have a nine-year-old we share, and, and we share all of our kids, actually, okay? <laughs> Let me preface that right now. <laughs> there's some I don't want. I mean, I want to share all my kids. But we're back to where we're the taxi service. And I'm thinking, I'm old enough. I shouldn't have to be a taxi anymore. But between soccer practices and volleyball, basketball and volleyball, all the, and so partnership, you have to talk about this finances and who's going to pick the kids up and who's going to do this and who's going to make the bank run and who's going to, there's just things you do, talk about. Who's going to go get the, the, the food at, at, at the grocery store? And then conflict resolution. You work through expectations and misunderstandings. And last week we learned there's four ways to resolve conflict. My way, their way, halfway, or God's way. If you missed last week, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to the podcast. We talked about how do we, if it's, if it's up to us, how do we resolve conflict? How do we work through, how do we lead the conversation and lead in our lifestyle to, to resolve conflict? Uh, number four, connection. Now, this is verbal and nonverbal. Interesting, um, merit, leading marriage researchers um, uh, found, there's some statistics, statistics I found this week that were interesting. One in seven uh, uh, people, or one in seven couples, have considered divorce because of social media use. Which tells me they're connected through a marriage covenant, but disconnected because socially, maybe uh, the, one of the spouse feels like they're more connected to people online than they are to people in the room. How many of you guys have ever been, like, my wife and I have to work, we go on a date, you know what we do? Put, let's put our phones in our pockets. How many of you guys have to do that? How many of you guys have ever gone to a date and, and you're, like, you're into it and you're like, what do we talk about? And you have, to, you have to purposely say, let's communicate. And, and it's verbal and nonverbal. Let's, let's, let's connect. Let's, let's talk. Let's interact. Let's not let the, the phones uh, 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 literally get in the way of what, what we need to talk about, what we, what, how, how to connect. Number five, personal information and revelation. We need, to, we need to be able to discuss what we're feeling and what we're thinking and how this makes me feel when you do this and how this, how, how do you feel when I say that or do that? that, 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 that to talk about that, how, to, how to share our dreams, our passions, reveal the hard things, the medical diagnosis. How, how do we communicate personal information and reveal who we are? That's part of communication. Now that's not the same as, hey, the kids are on the roof. You need all of this. And then lastly, the intimate communication. This is where you express love and affection. And, and, and we talk about our spiritual life. How many want to know our spiritual life it, it is, is a powerful thing to talk about? It, it's, in fact, spiritual connect. Talking about spiritual encounters is, it, 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 is, is deeply connective. And it's good for communication, good for relationships and physical intimacy. We need, we need all six of these. The challenge is, in our marriage, we need to have all six of these going, at the, and all of them have to be healthy and effective, and, and here's the challenge. If there's blocks in a couple of them, the other ones aren't happening. And so that's why communication is so important. We must realize that communication, if it fails on any level, every level's affected. And, and so it's dangerous for us just to assume 
well, we're not talking as much as we should, but it's going to be all right. No, we have to really work on, on communicating. Um, I, I've learned that Heidi's needs for communication are different than my needs for communication. And uh, in fact, you've probably seen this or heard this. There's, uh, in fact, we have a small group, Love and Respect, and that's where um, in Ephesians 5, it talks about husbands, love your wives like Christ loved the church. And, and then in, in, in the same verse, it talks about women, respect your husbands. Men need respect and women need love. In fact, I want to walk through the four basic needs that women have in communication because how we communicate, guys, how many want to know your wives are different than you? Say amen. Wow. You men are shy today. Women, how many of you know your men are way different than you? Say amen. amen. See, <laughs> women do communicate a lot more than guys. Um, but the four basic needs for women, women need security. So in all communication, the, the, your spouse needs to... Now, if you're not married, it's still good for you to know what the needs of the opposite sex are. Women in a conversation need to feel secure. They need to feel that it's okay. And that's why when you're falling apart emotionally and you're trying to tell them it's all going to be okay, they're going, wait, no, wait a second here. I need to see that you have control of this right now. They need security. They need open and honest communication. Women want you to open up, and they want you to cough it up. They want you to be honest. They want to know everything. What'd you do today? Who'd you do it with? Tell me about all your ancestors you know about. I mean, no, okay. Uh, but they want you to, they, they want to know, and, and they have a need to know. There's something in them that needs to know. Um, if you want to watch something fun, um, there's, there's a guy, uh, he, he, he wrote, Laugh Your Way to a Better Marriage. And men or women, it talks about how men and women are so different. And men, we have this nothing box. I mean, so what would you do? Nothing. And women, you have to be okay with the fact that honestly, what were you thinking? Nothing. What are you doing? Nothing. Like you were in the garage for an hour, you did nothing. Yeah, I did nothing. I sat there and did, I mean, I, I, mean, I might have done some things, but it's just, my, it didn't, never, never mind. Nothing. But women want you to be honest and, they, and open. They want you to talk. And they want soft, non-sexual affection. And then, men, and then women want leadership. They want to know. Um, she doesn't want to be dominated, but she does want to know, are you the leader in the house? Are you the leader in the children? Are you going to lead? Are you going to take uh, leadership in the home? Are you going to take leadership spiritually? My wife grabs a bunch of strength and security when, when if there's a challenge with one of our children, and, and I, I, I'm able to say, listen, your mother said to do that, so go do it. There's no talking back to mama. If you want to try talking back to mama, try walking to school for the next three weeks. Give me back your phone. You, you know, your, your, your spouse wants you to lead in the home. Men... We don't need the same things women need. Men need honor and respect. Um, our egos, we're sensitive people. Our egos are very sensitive. And, and, and here's an example. Once, um, you know, my wife, I, I learned, my wife and I, we're, we're learning. We've been married 27 years, incredible years. Um, but there's been times where I say something and my wife might not agree with it. So she'll tell the kids, you know, well, you know, and, and she used to, but now she'll say, listen to your father. 
And then what she's learned is to take me aside and say, you know, Mark, how you said it was wrong. And, 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 but she's learned not to tell me how I said it was wrong in front of the kids. Because I felt like I would feel that would be disrespectful. And so we've learned how to communicate. And, 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 and because, because I, I, for me, I need honor and respect. For a woman, she needs security and, and she needs to feel she's safe. Men need the honor. That, men need sex. And all the men said amen. amen. <laughs> Two of us are honest. The rest of you are lying. Don't throw us under the bus today, gentlemen. Okay? We need honor, respect. We need, you know, uh, uh, we, we need sex. We need friendship. We need friendship. We want to be buddies. We actually want to hang out with her. I want to hang out with my wife. My wife doesn't need me, but I need her. And, and, and so, uh, uh, but, but I don't want to be mothered. But I want to be my buddy. I want domestic support. I love living in the nest my wife has created. I love knowing that my wife has decorated and she's organized. And, and my wife's a Proverbs 31 woman. There's more people. There's multiple people in our church that she's won to Jesus because of Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> As my wife is selling and buying and selling and buying and redecorating our house with borrowed goods. And, 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 but I, I love the domestic support. Now, when I was a kid, um, I, 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 my dad was a volcano. My dad did not know how to communicate. In fact, I used to always think like, why are my mom and dad still married? I mean, she is a saint. Um, and I realized that, uh, uh, and so the communication wasn't always modeled the best. In fact, in my house, when my wife would come over for a dinner with my family and my brothers are there, they're talking business because they're intermersed with business and commerce and tractors and trucks they own and all this stuff. And they would talk and my wife goes, your family just yells at each other all night long. I'm thinking like, no, they're just having a business conversation. But because of the volume, it didn't sound like a business conversation. So I've had to learn um, wh wh how, how do I, how do we communicate in such a way? And marriage is, marriage is about becoming one, right? How many would agree that? The two become, and the question is not which one. The question is the two become one, which means this. There's something in every man that has to, I don't want to say die, has to transition into someone who knows how to meet your spouse's needs. And there's something in the woman that has to transition to learn how to meet the husband's needs. The two become one. It's not like you look and go, oh, they're a monster. And if I feed it, it's going to live. So I'm going to make sure I withhold what they need so they die. And here's the reality. If we look at our spouse, we might go, man, they are so needy. It's true. Our wives have needs, gentlemen. Ladies, we guys have a lot of needs. And you already are all aware of it because you're probably more sensitive to needs than we are. Men, we must not look at our wives as needy, rather Look at them as those who have needs that you're called to meet. And how we communicate. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. And when you find a wife, you find a good thing. 
So how do we learn with our mouth to communicate and meet our spouse's needs? Uh, uh, Lord, help me learn how to meet my wife's needs. Women, we should all, ladies, we should say, Lord, how do we meet our husband's needs? Not, oh man, they have a lot of needs. They do, but how, do, how, how, how uh, when you become one, how do you, as God's helpmate for your husband, help them meet their needs? And so today I, I want to talk about, uh, and really it boils down to we have to have a servant's heart. We have to realize, uh, how do I serve my spouse to meet their needs and how do I communicate in a way where I'm serving them, they're serving me and it's not this, you know, war in the home where it's like it's my way or the highway. No, how do we serve each other? How do we communicate? Probably the number one reason, if not over finances, it's communication in marriage, divorce. We can't communicate. We just, we don't know how to talk. We don't know how to share. And so I, I, I want to walk through three ways we can have a servant spirit. Now, there's probably dozens of ways. These are three. I hope, I hope this gets you maybe going and reading some books and learning more. And, um, but number one, we must understand our tone matters. We must understand our tone matters matters now there's three I, I can say the same thing three different ways if I could I, I could say hmm I understand I and when I say man I, I understand that communicates to my wife that I understand what she's saying or I could say you know I understand or I could say I completely understand how many want to know? There's three different things I said right there. One was, I, I, I understand, I'm connecting here. Let's work through this. The other one is, I'm frustrated. And, and I've communicated to her that, okay, you know, maybe that's not a safe time to talk to Mark, but I need to talk to Mark. But he understands, but he doesn't, he's not, I can't communicate with him and he can't communicate with me right now. And the last one's just dog doggone anger. And I can tell you right now, that's not going to help us go anywhere in our relationship. So the tone matters. And I love, I, I just picked the, uh, uh, several verses out, and they're not all on the screen here. But tone matters. Let your conversation be always, say always, full of grace, seasoned with salt, so you may know how to answer everybody. In Proverbs 15, verse 4, write this down if you want, study it later. A soft answer turns away wrath but a harsh word stirs up anger that's tone a soft answer turns away wrath but a harsh word stirs something up called anger in proverbs 12 verse 18 there is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts but the tongue of the wise brings healing what's that saying our tone our tone can cut or our tone can heal our tone is powerful. And, and there's times, and, and this is probably something coming from my upbringing that's been one of the harder things for me. I, we, I, I, it's easy for me to raise my voice and my wife will go, and, and, and at times my wife will grab my hand, she'll say, we, 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 I can't hear you when you raise your voice. It's like, oh. And I had to take a step back and realize, okay, my tone, our tones matter. And how we communicate that. I love what Proverbs chapter 15, verse 28 says. The heart of the righteous ponders how to answer. 
It's a heart issue. Lord, out of the abundance of the heart, the what? The mouth speaks. It's a heart issue. So, so the heart ponders. The heart of the righteous ponders how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours out evil things. In other words, how, the tone, how we communicate, what we say. And, and, and see, there, there's different ways to say the th- same thing. Our, our parents always said it's not what you say, it's... And that's when we as kids rolled our eyes, right? See, our tone communicates care. And when you care, you find a way to understand. And so when your spouse feels like you actually are hearing them and you communicate care through your tone, they're more apt to open up and talk. And that's how communication happens. But if they feel like you don't care, what do they do? I, I used to, I, uh, when I trained youth leaders to, to work the altar when I was a youth pastor, I always said, ask the young person how to pray for them. And then d- when they tell you the first thing, don't say anything. Just keep listening. Because sometimes the first thing out of their mouth isn't the real thing. They're just fishing to see if you're actually going to listen. I want to challenge some of you husbands or some of you wives who are quick to, and guys, we're quick to fix situations. So our spouse tells us a problem, we go into fix-it mode, let's fix it. And, and sometimes your wife doesn't want you to fix it, sometimes your wife just wants you to fix your mouth shut. So just let her talk and then back up and, and don't answer, just listen. Oh, anything else? Just Listen. See, the tone, see, see, tone communicates care, but tone also sends an encrypted message. The encrypted message, again, is not what you say, it's how you say it. And so regardless of what you say, regardless of what we say to our wife, our wife needs to feel loved with what we say. And so no matter what happens, we have to say, honey, you come first. She has to feel she comes first. She has to feel that she's not distracting you from an important job right now, that you actually can put it aside and go, okay, no, you're more important than that right now. Now, how many of us guys have things on our to-do list that are very important? Not as important as making your spouse know that she's the most important. That she needs to feel loved and secured. And, 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 and so, uh, uh, in fact, your wife needs to feel like you're going to crawl through 10 miles of broken glass to do what she wants. No, that's joking. That might have been a joke. That would have been a good time for you to laugh. <laughs> Men need, again, women need to feel loved. And so how we communicate in our tone of voice, they need to know that you care for them, that they're important, that you're focused on them, and that you're there to lead. And then men, men need respect. Men need to hear, I believe in you. Now, that's a hard thing when the wife looks out and goes, <laughs> they're hard to believe in right now. But men need to know from their spouses that you believe in them, that they're important to you, that they're a good man, and that you're glad you married them. They need to feel that and sense that. And our tone. Now, here's the thing. Three things about our tone real quick that aren't on the notes, but um, before we move on, is our tone can be proactive. Our tone can be reactive. And our tone can be radioactive. Okay? 
proactive is a whole lot better than reactive. And radioactive just isn't going to go anywhere in a marriage. And so how do you have a tone of voice, you know, and where you can communicate? Because there's things you have to communicate. Uh, uh, so, so number one, it's our tone of voice. Number two, we have to learn to speak the truth in love. We have to speak the truth. And we have to speak the truth knowing that when we, when we communicate that truth, that, that there could be some hurt, there could be some, uh, 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 some rebuttal or whatever, but, but instead of speaking the truth, in fact, in Ephesians it says, instead, not instead of, but it says instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who's the head, that is in Christ. Speaking the truth in love, if the motive is I want to help my spouse grow into the person God's called them to become, then you speak it in love. You learn, how, how do I speak this in love? In fact, it says in, in uh, John chapter 1 that the word became flesh. This is about Jesus. And he made his dwelling among us. And we've seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and what? Truth. So we have, to, we have to speak the truth in love, but we can do that in a way that's full of grace and truth. There's a way to speak the truth in love. There's a way to communicate uh, uh, for change that doesn't re turn radioactive. It doesn't turn the relationship. Um, when, when speaking uh, uh, the truth, words, uh, uh, our words can wound at times and not heal. And if our words are going to wound that won't heal, then we have to realize that's not truth in love. Destructive speech tears down. Words, there's power in the words of our tongue, right? There's power of life and death is in our tongue. Who finds a good wife? And so communication. But, but destructive speech tears down the other person, won't resolve conflicts. It, it won't create closeness. But, but I said the truth. They, they have to know the truth. How do you communicate that truth? The goal of, is helping. I, I wrote this down. I don't think it's in your notes, but write this down if you like. On the bottom, there's an, an area for notes. Truth without grace is mean. Truth without grace is mean. And that hurts. How many of you know you can tell someone the truth and not have grace connected to it, and it can come across what mean? Okay, but, but grace without truth is meaningless. There, there's some of us in here that would rather be so full of grace, we completely avoid the truth. It's avoidance. And, and, and guess what? If you avoid the truth because you have so much grace, you don't want to hurt the person or have the person be hurt, uh, uh, in the process, then guess what? You're actually just extending the, the situation. But grace with truth is medicine. So grace, truth without grace is mean. Grace without truth is meaningless. But grace and truth is medicine. And again, you go into the conversation going, how can I help this person? How can I heal this person? There's two ways to do this. And I think the, the outline might be out of, out of line here. So go down here. Two ways to do this. Two ways to speak the truth in love is number one, give your spouse the right to complain without being punished. 
And I don't know where I picked this up. I picked this quote up one where being long-suffering just leads to suffering. So, so give, give your spouse a chance to complain. Share their concerns. Share their frustrations without being punished. And we have that. If, if your spouse feels like they're going to get punished when they tell you the truth in love, guess what they're not going to do? They're not going to tell you the truth in love. And guess what? There's six different reasons why we communicate. And if one of those is broken, there's not communication. And then we get this frustration. So you have to allow this conversations full of grace and truth where, where your tone matters. But you, and we need to give them permission to, 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 to complain. And you start gently. You, you don't hint and hope they get it. You be specific. You talk about it. But you have to tell. But remember, men. Women need love. Remember, ladies, men need respect. And so when your wife comes and complains, you go, oh, man, I'm sorry. That must have hurt you. That must have felt bad. What are you showing? Empathy. When the reality is some of us, if we're, if we're feisty like I am, the first thing you want to get is you want to put the defense mechanism up like, you say, well, you did this. Don't, don't. Don't do that. Listen and, 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 and realize, oh my, I've got, a, I've, I've got the pianos already coming up here. I need some mute music, they think. No, I'm joking. So, so uh, uh, we, we, need to, we need to listen. Uh, we, need, we need to let them complain without being punished. And number two, we have to learn how to complain without criticizing. Now, here's how you do it. You're not tearing them down when you tell them the need. You're saying, when you do this, this is what it makes me feel. When you did this, it made me feel like this. I'm not blaming you. I'm just telling you what it, when you did that and you responded that way, this is how it made me feel. And, 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 uh, uh, and, and that's important. To, to, you're not criticizing. You're not tearing them down. You know, another way is do, don't, don't say this. Well, I know why you do that. You're just like your evil mother. That's criticizing. See, criticizing makes it personal. And when you blame, you're being lame. And so when it comes to, to this conversation, you, you want to have a conversation. And you want to be able to keep it open and say, this is, I, I, I'm not, I, I'm not criticizing you. I'm just telling you this is how it makes me feel. And so you, 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 as a spouse, let them complain. Let them tell you what's going on. But, but when it comes to criticism, ladies and gentlemen, that's not fair to your spouse. Let, this, this, when this happens, this is how it makes me feel. And then number three, uh, uh, this is important for, for good communication, is, is, is number, number three, possess a team spirit. We have to possess a team spirit. We need to realize that God designed marriage as a team. Each spouse, in my mind, has equal value, but disti distinct purposes. There's different roles our, our spouses play in marriage. We play different positions on the team, in other words. The roles God designed are complementary. You know, when you can work together, you can get a whole lot more done than when you work against each other. And spouses... Uh, again, should practice this mutual respect, honor, and submission. And there's three things I've always thought about in a marriage. Number one, I want to be honest about our own weaknesses. My wife knows there's things 
that are very difficult for Mark Swifel. And because she knows that, she, she, she's a, a aware of it. So if I know I'm going to have a, a, a challenging conversation in my office that, that day, I'll tell Heidi, would you pray for me? Because there, there's a couple conversations in my office today that are going to be difficult to have. And my wife knows, uh, okay, I'm going to come home. And so, you know something, I, I, I'm not going to put a lot of, I'm going to let him go ride his bike. Because I know when he rides his bike or gets on that treadmill and he comes home, he's kind of worked out that, that, that difficult conversation or that difficult thing. And he's, he's happier and it makes the whole house happier. But it's learning how to work with weaknesses. Learn how to work with different, I, 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 know, I know there's areas in my, that, that's the harder for Heidi and how can I help lift the load there and then number two praise your spouse's differences don't like well they're always like this well they're no they're different i value my i I grew up in a home that you know i have cousins but i don't know all my cousins i mean they're just cousins but my wife's home i mean she went to a family reunion last summer with like hundreds of people and I realized that my wife values family different than me and I have to prioritize family for her because it's very important to her. And I've learned it's also very important with my kids. So, 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 so honor the differences. Uh, uh, allow for that. Praise your spouse for that. And lastly, seek their input when you make decisions. If you want to communicate, just don't make decisions and go, oh, by the way, I, I bought a new car. Unless you've prearranged, it's okay for you to go buy a new car because your financial standpoint is enough that it doesn't influence that. I don't know. But, but my wife and I, there, there's, when it makes decisions and input, there are biblical absolutes the Bible speaks to that direct decisions in our life that, that we just do because the Bible says it. And then there's, the, the, the next level would be house rules. In the Zweifel home, this is what we want to create. This is what we do for our kids. This, they're a house rule. And then there's preferences. There's things she likes and things I like, but we talk about those things. Why? Because, friends, when we stand before God someday, here's what I know. I'll stand before God someday, and long after I'm accountable for how I behaved in my house as a Zweifel, a son of Larry and Pam's Zweifel, I'll stand before God, accountable to Him for what? My relationship personally with Him, and then my relationship with my wife, and then my relationship with my kids. And so, because of the divine accountability we have, we can't control the family we came from, but you have power to influence the family you're in right now. Uh, And the family you create when you get married. And so, communication is key. I'm going to pray over you. I want to pray that God would help us because communication is a difficult area. I know I dumped, I didn't dump, I, I, I talked a lot. And there's a whole lot you're probably wrestling. And some of you, if this just stirred things up and you realize, you know, I, we, we're beyond just, uh, uh, we, we need some help. Would you call the church office? We have a list of counselors we gladly refer you to to get some help. Um, uh, we have some life groups you can get plugged into. Don't just think it's going to get better by neglect. Pour some energy into it. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for who you are. And I thank you for what you're doing in people's lives. And I pray you'd help us to learn how to speak life into our wives, into our husbands, into our marriages. Nothing gets better by neglect. Help us become people who learn how to communicate and meet the needs of our spouse. We thank you for that in Jesus' name.
What a fantastic service. Be sure to stay in touch by following us on social media so you can stay up to date with all that is happening at True North Church.